The title is Christ the Cure. And Matthew chapter 5, verse uh, 25. A certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather she grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes his disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me and he looked around about to see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. And we know the Lord will bless the reading of his word. Let's just pray tonight. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your precious word. We do pray as we still our hearts in your presence, Lord, that by the power of your spirit, that you would take, Lord, these words, and Lord, that you would penetrate hearts tonight in this room. Lord, we pray that faith would arise in hearts. Lord, we pray that men and women, Lord, would leave, Lord, as it were, Lord, the condition of their sin, their incurable disease. Lord, by faith tonight, they would lay hold of your promise. And tonight, that lives would be touched by the supernatural power of God. Lord, that they would be changed, not just for time, but changed for eternity. So, Lord, we need your help. We need your anointing upon your word, both to preach it and, Lord, for you, Lord, to open ears tonight that your name would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to just speak about this woman for a while tonight, about this search, this search. This message really came uh, just during the week when uh, we were stopped on the beach just after I mentioned it this morning. I've mentioned it a few times, but I've been thinking a lot about this lady that we met on the beach at the baptism. And as we come up out of the waters and, and we came back onto the seashore, uh, there was a woman sitting on a chair and the tears were coming down her face and she was so moved. She was so moved by the service that she had just witnessed as Brother Adrian and Sister Julia had gone through the waters of baptism and she was trying to contain herself in those few moments. She says, that, that is a baptism. Isn't that right? And we were able to tell her, yes, it's a... She says, I'm so moved by what is happening. I'm so moved by what I've just witnessed. And as we began to talk, she told us that she was up for the holidays at the van there in Cranfield. But originally she's from uh, the Ormer Road and now living in Beaver Park where, where I'm from. And so... In that moment, we had a connection with her, and she began to just open up a little bit about her life. She, uh, how she had lost her father. Her father was drowned, and the tragedy of that had caused so much devastation in her life. And she was began a search. She began to tell us of a search that she was on. She was searching for an answer. She'd gone to mediums. She'd been gone to spiritualists. She. I'd gone to the Catholic Church, she'd gone to her own religion, she'd gone to many different avenues because within the depths of her heart, there's this woman that was searching, she was searching for an answer. 
And just that sense within her as she began to express this desire to have an answer for life. And of course, we were able to tell her that that answer is Jesus Christ. That he is the answer. He is what you're searching for. It's not a religion. It's not a denomination. It's not being a Protestant. It's not being a Catholic. But it is in the person of Jesus Christ. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And what you're searching for is found in him and in him alone. And we had that wonderful moment with her just on the beach. And we left it with her. And we pray that the Spirit of God would continue to deal with her. But it began to get me to think just about how many people there are. And I would say that there are some in this room tonight that are searching. Their, their life has been a life of searching. They're, they're searching for the answer. They're searching for the meaning. They're, they're searching for the purpose of what life really is all about. And whether you're young or whether you're old or whether you're male or whether you're female, that you're in this meeting tonight and there's a search, there's a desire that you, that you want to know what it is all about. The Bible tells us very clearly, the reason why I can say now with confidence that every person on this planet is searching is because the Bible tells me that eternity is in the heart of man. In other words, there's a search within every human, regardless of what they call themselves, regardless if they say I'm an atheist, I'm agnostic, or, or I'm a Protestant, a Catholic, a Muslim, or whatever you may be born, and whatever label has been placed on you at your birth. But the Bible tells me that every single human has a search within them. They are searching for that which is eternal, because we know that there is eternity. The Bible tells us it is appointed on the man wants to die but after this there is an eternity and that is a desire within our hearts to find out the truth what is the meaning of our lives and when we read about this woman tonight this certain woman this search for an answer and this relentless search in her behalf this particular problem that she had was an incurable disease she had a plague the bible says a, a bleeding problem and she had suffered this for 12 years. But I just want to draw you to the attention to the phrase that the Bible uses concerning her. Because I believe it really gives us an insight to this woman's life. It says that she spent all she had and was nothing better. She was searching day in, week in, month in, month out, year in, year out. She was using her natural resources, her own physical strength. There was a search in this woman's life to find the answer. She was looking and seeking to find the answer and using every resource that she had to find that. But the Bible tells us that she spent all and was none the better, nothing better. And I want to just to get you into this woman's life for a moment. If you can pick up on it, it could be a man or a woman in this room or a young person who has a void but is searching for an answer. Maybe tonight you're sitting here, young person, and your life's a bit of a chaos. You don't know where to turn with all the pressures of life, with all the persuasions of life, with everything that comes upon our young people today to be a certain way, to act a certain way, to be a certain person. And you really don't know where to turn or who to turn to. But I want to tell you tonight what you're searching for, what you're looking for is a man called Jesus. It's a man called Jesus. 
She was weary of looking. She was weary of searching. Can I tell you something? There's a lot of people that sit through churches, sit through meetings, even meetings like that, like this here tonight, and they are searching, and they come into our service, and they're searching, but they don't ever encounter Jesus Christ, and they leave the same way in which they came. But can I tell you something tonight that you can come into this meeting and like this woman, if you exercise faith in the person of Jesus Christ, you can leave this meeting completely transformed by the power of God. You do not have to go out the same way in which you come in. This was an expensive search. It was an exhausting search. It cost her much. She was searching for an answer. The pursuit of this woman to find an answer for an incurable disease. She had spent all that she had. She went and wasted everything to get an answer for this life. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world, but he loses his soul? Men are searching desperately in this world for an answer to satisfy their life but they cannot find it in the world they cannot find it in the pleasures of sin they cannot find it in careers and in the finance they're searching but they're empty this woman had spent all spent all spent all wasted everything to find that answer you know there's only one other time that this phrase is used in scripture and it's off the prodigal son. And there might be some that might be familiar with the parable. But this was about a young man. And maybe there's a young man in this room tonight. And this young man took his inheritance from his father. He believed that there was uh, greener fields on the other side. He believed that there was a place for him in the world. And he went out with the finances of his father. And he spent all into that world. But at the end of it. He was wasted. That's the term that the world will use. He was empty. He did not find the answer in that world. And he realized that the answer was with his father who waited upon him. And young person tonight in this room, I want you to listen very carefully because there's so many drawn, there's so many pressures, there's so many persuasions on our young people today. But I want to tell you something. There's no life to live but that life for Jesus Christ. There's no place that you'd rather be tonight than in the center of his will. There's no life that you can live that's greater than to live a life of a Christian in the days in which we're living in. Give everything to Jesus and he'll give everything to you. This woman spent everything, everything to find that answer, but her search was empty. You see in the heart, again, listen, there's a longing, there's a searching there's a void that only God can fill. It was a fruitless search for a cure, but it left her empty. Actually, the Bible says that her situation got worse. It got worse. You know, friend, tonight, the longer we go on outside of Christ in this world, our, our condition will only worsen in our sin. Our pit will only get deeper. Our prison will only get darker. Our chains will only get stronger. But there's only one that can set you free from your prison and from the chains of sin tonight. And his name is Jesus Christ. It was a fruitless search for a cure. And it left her empty. And she grew 
worse. Let me ask you tonight, friend, because it's for someone particular. It's someone individual in this room tonight. You have come through these double doors. Many of you, I don't know. I've never seen you before, but you're very welcome. But maybe you've come through those doors tonight and beyond the face into the depths of that heart. There is an incurable disease. There is a desire to be free from this world of sin. We sang that chorus at the start of this meeting. I tell you, I'm glad I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I'm glad I'm free, friends. And maybe you come through these doors tonight and you're bound with sin. Maybe you're sliding down in your chair and you're hoping that nobody will see you. But I want to tell you something, friend, tonight God sees you. God knows you. God knows where you are. He knows the sin that you're in. He knows the bondage of your life. He knows the chains that hold you. He knows the darkness of that prison. He knows the torment of that mind. We know that the Bible tells us that the thief comes, but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. Praise God tonight. There's an answer to be free. You may be sitting here tonight and feel it's impossible. It's incurable. There's no hope. There's no answer. I'm here to tell you tonight, there is an answer. And his name is Jesus. There is an answer for the incurable plague. There is an answer for the impossible prison. And that is Jesus Christ. And so I want to tell you, friends, as many often say to us, there's no way out for me. I'm here to tell you the devil's a liar. There's a way out and there's a way back from the dark paths of sin. It was incurable and it was impossible. You see, rather than in the search she got better, she grew worse. But you know, it's one of the most beautiful statements in all of Scripture that you can read. It just simply says this, but she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She didn't hear about a denomination. She didn't hear about a church. She didn't hear about a man, but she heard about this man and his name was Jesus. Someone told her about Jesus. Someone whispered in to this frail body, crippled with this plague. Someone said, somebody said, have you heard about Jesus? You know, you might have been, you might be here tonight because someone has told you about Jesus. Someone has stopped you on the street and told you about Jesus. They haven't told you about a church. They haven't told you about a religion. They have simply whispered into your ear, have you heard about Jesus? Have you heard about this man, Jesus? I wonder what they told her. Well, I believe from the account of Scripture and in the, in the gospel age of Christ on the earth, I believe that they would have sat that woman down and they would have said to her, we want to tell you about this man, Jesus. How he makes the blind to see. How he makes the lame to walk. How he cleanses the lepers. How the deaf are able to hear. How the dead are raised. How he heals all manner of sicknesses. How he heals all manner 
of diseases. How he has come to heal the broken in heart. How he has come to preach deliverance to the captives and set the prisoner free. Have you heard about Jesus? Friend, have you heard about Jesus? We are brought up most of the time in religion. But friends, this is not religion. This is an encounter with a man called Jesus. This man sets the prisoner free. This man opens the blinded eye. This man unstops the deafened ears. This man heals all diseases. This man raises the dead back to life again. His name is Jesus. Have you heard about Jesus? And as that wee woman, I can see her sitting, perhaps in her little house or in a little room, or maybe leaning somewhere on the side of a street and someone beginning to tell her, oh, isn't it wonderful to tell someone about Jesus? Church, isn't it wonderful to spread the gospel news? Isn't it wonderful to tell the world about Jesus? Open the windows wide and let us tell the world about Jesus. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And I see her sitting there, and some faithful servant of God began to whisper into her ear just about Jesus. Have you heard about Jesus? And as they begin to talk to this woman who searched, it's, it's a search that has exhausted her. It's a search that has cost her. It is a search that has left her empty, but has also left her worse. And as the words begin to come into her ear and down into her heart and into her spirit, you know what began to happen? The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen to me, friend, tonight. If you want, if you want to leave this place different from what way you've came in, then it's so important that faith arises in your heart. You hear me tonight, even believer in this room, those that are sick in body, it is that the word of God comes into our hearts and faith rises and we put our faith in the person of Jesus. The greatest thing that Jesus can do in your life is that he can forgive your sin. There is no other man and there is no other religion on this planet that can forgive sin, but Jesus can. Not a priest, not a religion, or not a church, but a man called Jesus. The Bible tells us that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are, what does it say? We are healed. On that cross 2,000 years ago, as Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hung on that cross and the blood was shed, the precious blood of the Lamb was shed for the forgiveness of sin. And that blood tonight has the power to forgive you of every sin that you've ever committed. No matter how dark, no matter how devilish, no matter how awful that sin is tonight, I want to tell you there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ to forgive you of all sin. That's the power of the gospel. Or you might sit here tonight and hear the whispers of the enemy, the lies of the devil to say that you're too bad, that you're too evil, that your sin is too great. I want to tell you something. There's, great, there's something greater than your greatest sin, and that is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. 
He is able to forgive your sin, that you would stand completely justified in His sight before a holy God. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. She heard about Jesus. But you see, this is important because some and so many often hear about Jesus. They hear about him. They hear the great things that he can do. They can hear about the cross. They hear about his death. They hear about his resurrection. They can tell you. Have you ever talked to someone and they can tell you the gospel, but they're not saved themselves? They've heard all about Jesus. They know who he is. They know where he was born. They know that he was God's son. They know that he lived a sinless life. They know that he died on a cross. They know that he rose again. They know that he ascended to heaven and they believe that. But their lives have never been changed by the power of God. Let me tell you, friend, tonight, this is not religion. This is a new life. So many hear about Christ. But not only did she hear, not only did she hear, she responded to what she was hearing. She acted she got up even in her weakened state. She got up even in her broken state. She got up in her empty state. And she needed to meet this Christ. See, friends, this is it tonight. This is what changes a life. You see, there's so many that know about him, but have never experienced the power of Jesus Christ in their lives to set them free that they're born again, they're new creatures. They know about him, but never experienced him. You know, often we say, and we see so many that come through those doors, and we're thankful that you're here. But the greatest tragedy is that when you come through those doors, the tragedy is at the end of this service, there'll be some that will leave the same way in which they came in. But that's not God's plan for your life. Jesus wants to have an encounter with you tonight. Jesus wants to set you free from the power of your sin. They stay in their addiction. Listen, friends. They stay in their addiction. They stay in their sin. They stay in their darkness. And listen carefully. They stay in their torment. Tormented souls. Tormented minds. They try to drown out the torment and the emptiness through alcohol and drug abuse because they don't want to face the reality of the life that they're living. I want to tell you something, friend, tonight. Listen to me. Listen carefully. An encounter with Christ tonight will truly set you wonderfully free from every addiction and every torment. She said, this is what the woman said after she heard. She said in verse 28, if I may touch but his clothes. She said these words, I shall be whole. She did not say, I hope I'll be whole. She did not say, like I hear some saying, and nothing happens when you say this, I'll give it a go. Forget about it. She said, she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She was convinced. She was persuaded in the power of this Christ. When she touched him, listen carefully, I'm coming to a close. 
in a few moments. But when she touched this Christ, the Bible says at that moment, listen carefully, not virtue, virtue came out of him. Supernatural power was released from the physical body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal son. And that power went into her body. And immediately at that moment, this woman was made whole. Now so often, we're thinking of this in historic terms because it's an historical account. But I want to bring you right up to this day and this moment and this evening and tonight. Jesus Christ, we quote it often here, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now if you're a believer, would you say amen? amen? Thank God there's a few believers here. He hasn't changed. He's still the same God. The Bible tells me this, that where the twos or threes are gathered in his name, we're not gathered in my name, we're not gathered in Stephen's name or Brent's name, or we're not gathered in the name of New Testament Pentecostal Church. We are gathered in this room tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, where the twos or threes are gathered in my name, Jesus' name, he said that I am in the midst. That's two great truths tonight. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And number two, by his word, by his promise, Jesus Christ is right here in this house tonight. Do you believe that? Is it a struggle? Is it a struggle to grasp the truth and the promise of God's word? She was convinced. Let me labor the point. For those that believe, it might seem strange, but there are some that are here tonight and they're not necessarily convinced. But let me tell you of the truth of God's word, that Jesus Christ is ever the same. And by the power of the Spirit of God tonight, that Jesus Christ is in this room. Can I tell you something? I believe this, that Jesus Christ knows every individual in this room. He's the all-knowing God. He knows every life, every name, every person. He knows where you're from, where you live, who you live with. He knows everything about you. But he knows in particular those that are broken, bruised, that have an incurable plague. He knows those that are in this room tonight that are gripped under the power of sin, that are prisoners to sin. But this same Jesus is right in this room tonight by the power of his spirit. This woman said within herself, I want you to hear her words. If I, if I may touch but his clothes, here is the exercise of faith. Here is the responsibility of the individual to respond to the preaching of the gospel. Here is the responsibility of the individual to say tonight, I want to have an encounter with Jesus. I want to meet this man called Jesus. The Bible tells us when she touched him, what happened at that moment was supernatural power was released out of his physical body and surged through that weakened vessel and instantly she was made whole. She had no strength. She had no money because she spent it all. She had just an incurable disease, but she had faith in a Christ that was able to heal her. 
Something happened. Let me ask you, friend, tonight, those that are searching, those that are looking, those that are longing, those that have been trying to find an answer for their life, those that have buried their lives in addiction of drugs and drink and abuse, let me ask you a question very simply tonight, just at this point. Are you looking for something to happen in your life? Are you looking for an answer? Let's get down to the bottom line. Are you looking for an answer for your life? Is your life ravished with sin and brokenness and addiction and emptiness? Have you wasted your life and you have no answer? Let me tell you very clearly tonight, friends. Are you looking for something to happen? Let me tell you what you can do tonight. You can exercise your faith in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can ask him to forgive you of your sin tonight. You can call upon the name of Jesus. And the Bible says you shall be saved. In an instant the power of God. It's a supernatural act to be born of the Spirit of God. She knew it. Friend, tonight I want to tell you something. You cannot be a born again Christian and not know it. You cannot be a Christian and not know it. So many today have the label of a Christian, but have never encountered Jesus, never been born again of the Spirit of God, never have been born supernaturally. It's a supernatural experience. She felt it. The Bible tells us that she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Remember Leanne's testimony, as she often tells us, battling with that incurable disease. But that night, she was prayed for many times, but that night, at that moment, when that prayer was made, she knew. You see, she knew in herself that she was healed. You see, tonight, friends, this Christ is the same. He's here to save. He's here to heal. Can I tell you something? You'll know if you're saved and you'll know if he's healed you because there's nothing like the touch of Jesus Christ. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched me? It's just amazing, isn't it? Someone, he knew someone had exercised faith in the crowd. Someone had exercised faith in God and he knew at that moment, see, he's more willing to give even than we are to receive. At that moment, virtue has gone out of him. The woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, and it could be son, man or woman, thy faith, has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. No, friends, tonight it's simple. It's faith in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, I don't think, I don't believe that I have to convince a man or a woman that's in the depth of sin and their lives are destroyed. I certainly knew it in my own life. I didn't need to convince them or convince you. Nobody needed to convince me that I was a sinner lost in sin without hope. But I needed to know that there was a way out and a way back from the dark past of sin. That there was an answer for me. Could I tell you, friend, there's an answer for you tonight? And you exercise faith in God's word and you say, tonight 
I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to repent of my sin. I want to give him everything. A supernatural act will take place in your heart. You'll be born again. The Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He'll set you free. You're here tonight. You have an incurable disease. Well, I want to tell you something. I thank God that the God of this book is alive and he's in this house tonight. No matter how incurable that disease may be, I thank God that there's a healer in this house and his name is Jesus. And he's able to touch your life tonight that you'll never be the same again. May we exercise faith in the person of Jesus tonight. Do you want your life to be changed? Changed, delivered from the dark paths of sin, set free. Thank God there's an answer. Have you heard about Jesus? Want to be touched by his mighty power, healed in your body tonight? Have you heard about Jesus? He's a wonderful healer. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray together tonight. Amen.